Okay, hello. Welcome back to Evil Thespian. We are here with writer Tade Davis. Tade, welcome to the show. And Kara Gordon as well, the supporting character. <laughs> hello, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Um, I'm so excited to talk about uh, your play. This is your first play, yeah? Yes, this is my first play. I've written screenplays before, so... You know, I'm not completely new at this, but yeah, this is my very first play. Excellent. So why, what about, what kind of, what was the impulse to write uh, a play? It was mostly just because um, nobody knows who I am. I don't have any money, so my films were <laughs> funded. Damn. And, you know, I know a lot of people that put on plays, so I knew it was very feasible for me. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, it's time. I need mm -hmm. attention for my writing. So yeah. I just did my play. It's a good creative exercise. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Writing scripts is really hard, so. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I read the play this morning. Um, oh, I finished reading it. I read it like several pieces of the play a couple times and then I just read through it this morning again. And um, I, first of all, I love this play because I love the kind of composition and how the staging is written in it because I love composition. I love dynamics. Um, is that, I don't know, what, uh, where did the like aesthetic or kind of come from as far as um, the mood and like the themes of the play? Um, I was feeling really inspired actually by watching um, Fastbinder films. Mm -hmm. His films are very like they could be plays and I really liked how all the characters are always kind of like standing like apart, standing behind each other, like walking around each other. Mm -hmm. I thought that that would translate really well to the stage because ultimately like I'm a screenwriter so I didn't really know where to begin. It was kind of hard for me. Mm -hmm. So I guess I needed to kind of write something that could also be a film, so. Yeah, well, I like that the chairs, well, first of all, the play is titled Inside of Me, um, and we'll get into that, but I, uh, I just, right off the bat, I really liked envisioning the composition of the stage and all of the practicals because I love I love me a mirror I love mirrors on stage <laughs> um, oh. and uh, I like kind of the use of chairs to communicate tension like I love it when like things are in between characters because there's a lot of tension in this play <laughs> yeah I mainly used like the making like no eye contact you know not to spoil mm -hmm. it, but characters make very little eye contact mm. and i just really wanted to use that like i guess as a device so when they finally do make eye contact it feels really um shocking mm -hmm. like everything is like breaking down finally and they're finally like looking at each other and seeing each other for mm -hmm. the first time um so this is I mean, so many things. Am I allowed to say that there's murder involved in this play? Yeah, yeah. If, okay. if anybody cares enough to listen to this podcast, you know, you can talk a little bit. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, my episode. <laughs> I, uh, I love a uh, play with murder involved. Um, and I especially like there is a, a like large reveal at the end the very end of the play uh towards the end which i really really loved kind of like this build up um to like this climax of a reveal uh, but i just loved it kind of reminded me of what's another play with murder in it 
Killer Joe, um, kind of like that a little bit. But I um, really like this relationship. Um, we have starts off with like these two uh, characters, like a mother and a, a daughter uh, characters. And um, yeah, what a where did these characters come from, or where did sort of like this idea um, come from? Um, I honestly don't know. I knew you were going to ask this. I was <laughs> about it. But, um, you know, I honestly don't know. I think it's because I was actually telling uh, my actors, um, Justin, Chandra, and Kara today, that I, once I hit 23, I started having really vivid dreams about giving birth. And so, mm. like, giving birth has been really on my mind lately. <laughs> yeah pregnant to the audience by the way but um, <laughs> I don't know I've just been thinking about how uncanny it's gonna feel when I have this person who's half of me and acts like me mm-hmm. and you know does things that really piss me off because they remind me of myself and mm-hmm. I don't know I've just the older I get you know I'm pushing my mid-20s um yeah. on the horizon I guess I don't know it's just been on my mind it's kind of uncanny to me yeah that is such a weird feeling too i was just gonna say i was thinking this morning i was like this has a large like just a theme of gestation and like motherhood or like the anticipation of motherhood and the like risk or i i was also thinking about like walking away from the play i was thinking that this play is also about sort of uh, our ability to reproduce and like the responsibility that like comes with that a little bit I don't know but I I really like sort of the um the bot like there's like this weird bodily horror behind thinking about that like having somebody inside of you it is like very not scary maybe but I don't know I turn 30 next year um and I can definitely say like there's just more and more dreams to come dreams they have been when you hit a certain age it's yeah it is so weird um do you um did you see any like scenes and from this play in your dreams um no not exactly i was telling kara earlier that i swear i've met my future daughter in my dreams and when i wake up i miss her and they were looking at me <laughs> yeah, no, I just I don't know. I feel very connected to my future daughter. That sounds like wow. an person thing to say, but I don't know. I swear something shifted in me at age twenty-three and mm-hmm. I just met my future daughter in my dreams. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> um well were you when you were writing the play, I mean, were you thinking about like any characters specifically that you identified with? Um, or are they kind of like are the characters kind of separated from your your own uh, life experience? Um, I mean, definitely, probably. I kind of notice that when I so in my other scripts, obviously the situations that happen have never happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. My life has been relatively easy, so I don't have any like horrific traumatic events. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I feel like I do kind of write like the female leads. I do feel Mm -hmm. like I relate to in a way, like obviously what Victoria goes through, you know, the main Mm -hmm. girl in her twenties is nothing like I've gone through, but I don't know. I feel like I Mm -hmm. have like a, a cruel streak that frightens me sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I kind of write female characters that like are good, but they can have these like profound moments of being really cruel. Yeah. (laughs) 
I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's just like a woman thing, you know, sometimes you, you'll just say like the worst thing that you've ever said and you're like, oh my god, I can't, I can't believe I said that because I did that. So yeah, yeah. I do, I don't know, I see myself in Victoria in like a very abstract way. Yeah, well, yeah, I like how you said like, sometimes like you just read somebody and it just comes out of you and um for for me i'm like oh i'm such a genius but it also is like this like weird feeling of uh the the ability we have uh (laughs) i don't know it's just like sort of a superpower um i think a little bit sometimes um but so how how far are you you're rehearsing right now yeah the play is in two weeks exciting and um where where is it gonna be uh, located at it's, what is that again? Um, it's the South Oxford space mm-hmm. um, at AIT New York in Brooklyn. Cool. August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like basically my my agent. <laughs> yeah. I love that. that for me because I'm helpless and she does it. <laughs> I mean, it definitely takes a village. Oh yeah, and Kara, you probably could have guessed it's playing Victoria. Yes, <laughs> excellent. Um, and then. Yeah, who who's playing um, Evelyn and James? So James is played by Justin Camp. He uh, was referred to us by Roman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Chandra, what's her name? Last name? Uh, Chandra Lynn Albrecht. Chandra, yeah. Um, um, we found her on backstage. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and then how has, I mean, I was reading this uh, and I just like the ambition of the staging and the violence that happens in the play. Uh, what, how, I mean, and there's blood as well. And I- oh, yes, the blood, me and Kara have been practicing with the blood. I'm really excited for it. How <laughs> is it, is it messy or? What well, is yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we've been trying to figure out like, not to spoil it for the audience, but mm-hmm. we need like a blood bag on the stomach and we're trying to like figure out how to make it so it like, flows out realistically mm-hmm. we were doing yeah. like mythbusters experiments in my kitchen the other night to try to get the blood to flow correctly but we we've got it we now. got it like, yeah. yeah perfect i mean yeah you never know uh like kind of how it's uh, uh like these things unfold i was wondering um if it was more of like a slow bleed or if you're like a squirting kind of like blood squirting kind of person <laughs> i want to be like a f- flowing of blood mm-hmm. you know yeah, if i wasn't yeah, yeah. worried about getting in trouble with the venue i would yeah. have blood flowing everywhere like you know the audience having to like pick up their feet because it's just blood right everywhere. right but we can't do that so it's mm-hmm. just gonna be pretty concentrated yeah so the space has pretty strict blood regulations we didn't actually ask i didn't because <laughs> i'm scared they're gonna shut us down yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know actually yeah well yeah we'll f- yeah, you'll find out, I guess, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully they, they don't notice. Hopefully it's just a flow. Yeah. Um, but you, you were talking about, like, how you have, like, a little bit or you, you've uh, tapped into, like, this cruel streak or meditating on it. Um, what uh, do you think, like, writing is sort of a way to, like, explore, uh, like, these parts of you that, like, you're afraid of a little bit? Um, yeah, I'd probably say so. I'm like a very like sane and normal person, but mm-hmm. I guess I have like a lot of angst. So maybe that's why I'm so sane and normal because I can yeah. like get it all out. Yeah. <laughs> Writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. 
Well, what were like the main themes that you were thinking about um, when writing this play? I mean, definitely like gestation and like pregnancy and everything. Death and reproduction. Sacrifice is a big one, you know. Mm -hmm. One of them's got to go. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody always has to. All three of them can't coexist peacefully together. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, immediately like right off the bat you kind of get the sense that Evelyn and Victoria cannot be like barely be in the same room um as each other but they kind of they are in the same room and that's um and I I also like how you said about like not what what gave you the idea of like not um the characters don't make eye contact um I think because I don't know, it's always bothered me in like Oscar bait movies. I always say the characters are acting like too well. Like I feel like in mm. actual sense situations, people act really weird and nervous. And I just mm. know if anybody was like yelling at me or saying some really cruel stuff to me, I wouldn't like want to look at them in the face. Mm. I feel like obviously I know it's really unnatural how little eye contact there is, but I wanted to like heighten that feeling of like, you're just so upset and like so tense that you can't even like look the other person in the face. Yeah, I I actually think that's really natural for people to be like adverse to eye contact in like times of conflict because it's like kind of awkward. Like eye contact is kind of awkward to begin with. Yeah, and like Um, people like Oscar movies are making like this intense eye contact. I'm like, mm. it's not realistic. Why are you guys looking at each other so much? Yeah. And I think when people do like look at each other in the eye, it's yeah, like you said, it's very intentional and like there's like a huge, huge purpose. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the use of the mirrors as a device is like really clever. What kind of mirrors are there? Are they um, like just so like... at first um, I wrote this, I was imagining like mirrors mounted on the wall, but I found some like cheap seven dollar like um full-length mirrors i'm just gonna like order like seven of them perfect put them up (laughs) and they're gonna be like in the audience like it's gonna be mirror chairs mirror chairs Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be like a circle so cool so the audience is gonna be very immersive for the audience yeah i really like that i want to make them really nervous and uncomfortable that's my goal Mm -hmm. oh i mean the mirrors like whenever there's a mirror like in a play and like you can kind of see as an audience member you can kind of see yourself Um, yeah and then yes and when you see yourself you have to make eye contact with yourself yes it's kind of awkward um um, well how has like the staging for like the violence of this (laughs) play been or where did you kind of start with that um, pretty much it's just going to be like Justin and Kara, like looking down at Chandra mm-hmm. and she's, well, okay. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. No, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't give it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's later in the play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> basically, yeah, I don't know if I should say more. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> well, um, let's get into like your background a little bit. Where did you go? Did you go to school for writing? Um, I was an English major with like a concentration in film studies at U of. Me and Kara went to college together. That's how we know each other. We were roommates. We were roommates. Wow. Pretty much God brought me and Kara together. Yeah. Wow. And did you guys like each other at first? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We became friends pretty quickly. 
That's awesome. I mean, that rarely happens with like your first college roommate. No, I know. It's pretty miraculous. Yeah. Um, and then what's kind of, do you ever like sense like yourself finding similar like themes in each of like your kind of films or oh, are they yeah. all kind of? Oh. Yeah. There's like incest in all of my stuff. Interesting. <laughs> I just think incest is super interesting. I don't know. It's like the yeah. final topic, you know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like the apex of. Yeah, uh, like, you don't you hear know. people like screaming to normalize, you know, having no. other. Nobody would ever say that. I mean, somebody might, but it's not very normal to say that. Are there any kind of like celebrity, like brother and sister, like pairs that you ever think about, like have like a oh, weird. I honestly never thought about that. Okay, I only bring it up because I always think about um. Billie Eilish and her her brother. Wait, do they have a weird relationship? I don't know. Like, the, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm like, I, I have. I just always thought their relationship was like really, really like they're really close. Do you? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I meet like I. I guess I have had this. This is a weird story, but I like dated someone. They had a sister, and they were like competitive with you. It was just like this guy I was dating a long, long, long time ago. He had this sister who was super nice, but they were so close cool. to me. It was kind of creepy. Be I don't know, maybe just culturally different because the they would always talk about kind of very, very like personal, like sexual stuff. Like, oh, haha, I that's um, weird. <laughs> yeah, and they would be like, oh, I remember, like I was in their house and. They would, this his sister would be like, oh yeah, because you lost your virginity in this bedroom, and they were talking about like the first times that they had sex. And it was very <laughs> uncomfortable for me, and that's why I was just like, maybe it's just like yeah. different, different cultures, because but because I would never ever talk about something like that with my I brother. Talk about with my sister. Yeah, for brother, sure. But I wouldn't even talk about it. Yeah, with my sister. So it's definitely strange. Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, it's like such an ingrained taboo more than like anything else, I feel mm -hmm. like. Well, yeah, in, uh, in inside of me, there's sort of like this theme of uh, incest a little bit. I won't give yeah. it too much away. <laughs> um, like soft incest, you know. Yeah, they're... There, yeah it is soft incest. Um, and I, yeah, there's a sense of like, the unknown as well um and kind of like this untouched untapped subject matter that's very very um taboo and yeah it's it's really interesting um to me and it's also something like it does make you like very uncomfortable um so yeah i think the mirrors i'm glad yeah <laughs> yeah the mirrors and combined with like themes of incest like I think that's definitely going to, yeah, get the job done for sure. Um, and then what was kind of your, pro did it take you a long time to write this play? Actually, no. Um, I'm not exactly sure how long it took me, but I was like kind of in a hurry because I was like, I really like want to get something produced because mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, like I said, I have these dormant screenplays from like mm -hmm. years ago. And like I write like, you know, short stories and stuff, but you know, those aren't like a production. So I was like, I really got to get this out. Like I want people to actually like see my stuff you know mm -hmm. so I yeah. think I wrote it maybe like a couple months two months mm -hmm. and then when you write do you ever see I mean like 
we were talking about dreams do you ever see like the stage like very vividly in your mind's eye or do you kind of start like kind of from a blank space a little bit does that make sense like when you're envisioning I was really envisioning like a very specific and like space and like funnily enough like I when I like read it back I'm like oh I wasn't even considering where the audience would sit like at all but I clearly Mm -hmm. saw like screenwriter brain because I wrote it as this like white void room with like no chairs in it yeah like okay well that's not that can't be a play so Mm -hmm. I had to compromise and um, have the audience in there in a circle Mm -hmm. but yeah no I did have like a very very vivid like vision of this just like stark white room with just mirrors and three Mm -hmm. chairs and that's it yeah um what um I was just I mean I'm reading this what so what was your childhood like (laughs) my childhood was like very normal okay cool yeah yeah no yeah disclaimer to the audience I write a lot about incest I'm not (laughs) the victim of incest Uh, okay cool cool cool. (laughs) we've established that um yeah um I I think um I mean coming from a screen like writing background like when you're I mean doing having this experience and rehearsing for this is what's like the main thing that sort of challenges you um, I think I just have a tendency to like speak to them in like abstract metaphors. And mm-hmm. I also kind of almost expect them to like ad lib a little bit, which they've done really good. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, like pacing around and walking around. I was like, um, I'm not going to plan this out for you guys. Like, can you guys just like do it? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's fine. So I guess just like, I don't know. I'm not like an amazing planner maybe that's mm-hmm. what I struggle with I kind of just am like can you just like do it and then yeah. I'll go for, like I don't know we'll go yeah. from that's good so, though yeah, the, the choreography is not really planned yeah that's gonna, good though yeah walking around that's I I mean I think that's good because it's, it makes it very organic and um when yeah actors like feel like they can do things off of impulse like that's that's a lot of freedom there so it's it's nice um and I think also what well what's the lighting gonna be like the lighting okay so Kara has these like two what are they just two really it's not anything special okay okay yeah we're on a budget so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally totally yeah but Um, I did I was like envisioning like warm light with a lot of shadows but I also mm -hmm. know like that's not like I guess appropriate for theater you gotta like see them See, like, I still have, like, screenwriter brain. I'm like, oh, we have to light it like it's a movie. But Yeah. Well, I was thinking about the mirror. I, yeah, I only asked because I was thinking about the mirrors reflect so much light, and it's kind of... <laughs> We're going to blind the audience. <laughs> well, I was thinking it, like, kind of works being on a budget yeah. because it just adds a little extra um, yeah. lighting. So everyone's very well lit. Um, What is... So is the... Uh, is, like the audience like set up in the rounds yeah okay cool that's my favorite kind of uh like audience setup honestly Um, I think that's the only way this play could really work like I can't really imagine it you know being as um I guess yeah Yeah. like I just Mm -hmm. I don't see it being on a stage so Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we're doing it this way Mm mm-hmm when you write dialogue since you come from like more like film do you ever see 
the scenes play out in your imagination like close up or when you're writing this do you see it like far away <laughs> I know kind of weird question oh um I don't know actually I guess I kind of I write it like I'm one of the characters talking mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. like really in it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh Kara I was gonna ask you like how has like the Victoria character like development been or what 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 is she like how would you say um in terms of what she's like I'd say she's very strong stubborn Mm -hmm. tough smart she's kind of trying to put everything to rights um but also has like a cruel and bitter and cynical streak um in terms of the process of crafting it I feel like this has been a very like like physical process just because of the way that Tate has envisioned the style Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of just like um there's like a certain way that we're all moving and it's almost like a game sometimes with the like not looking at each other in terms of like it's it's almost like there's like rules where um that you have to like act within and so it's interesting to like have like boundaries of how you can move um yeah oh yeah I actually did give them a list of rules on how they can move (laughs) And then I left the rest up to them to just do it on their own. How are they How are they supposed to move? So pretty much um, they can't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. If somebody turns their head towards them, they have to turn their head away. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they walk like slow, circular around each other. Um, yeah. I just really was strict about the no eye contact unless I say you can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of does the staging for you a bit because um there are these like specific like creative boundaries to work it's almost like a game of like pac-man or something yeah that's that's actually is yeah (laughs) Yeah. very yeah very like graceful and like a very tense and intense game of pac-man um exactly yes what um (laughs) what uh what's the so what is the costuming like for these characters um i thought it was interesting uh victoria's in like her late 30s early 40s um yeah, that's and... not mom evelyn is what oh evelyn sorry yeah. i read it wrong <laughs> sorry i'm like looking at it, i'm like okay woman in her 20s okay no victoria is in her <laughs> 20s now i was thinking about um what well, i was thinking about uh you know, is she like the magical age yet where she's having like pregnancy dreams yet Oh, true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a part where Evelyn asks, like, are you pregnant? Because I guess, you know, she's just expecting that to come, I guess, because she mm-hmm. got pregnant at 14. So it's almost like hard for her to imagine, like, the freedom that her daughter has mm-hmm. had for, like, 10 years already. Mm-hmm. It's sort of almost a coming-of-age story um, because Victoria is, like, trying to meditate, like, think about this concept of being young and uh, assuming a responsibility that is like very adult you know um and also like I think as you get older your relationship with your mother develops like it kind of like scares you a little bit (laughs) you know Um, yeah yeah, we all become our mothers I think because I'm at the age where like my mom no longer like can't stand me you know like mm-hmm. she really likes me now doesn't get mad at me anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
So I think, I don't know, because like obviously when I was younger, you know, I could tell when my mom got annoyed at me, it was for traits that she had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. all of our moms hate us because we're like them. Yeah, it's almost like you're looking in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love mirrors so much. Cause anytime I walk by a mirror, because I think it's like a portal into like another world because like, you have to make eye contact with yourself, which is so rare. Um, yeah, I put yeah. mirrors in this because um, I think they're demonic and evil. And I yeah. think the invention of them was like the beginning of the end for humans. I really believe that. Yeah. Do you ever, are you ever afraid that um, a go- like a ghost or like some spirit is going to come out of a mirror? When I was a kid, I was mm-hmm. actually, that was like a very um, like real fear for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still kind of afraid of that, but only in the dark. Like when you walk past a mirror, but in the and it's like pitch black in your house, I almost feel like I'm gonna see like a ominous uh, ghost or something. And you probably will because I really mm-hmm. do think that they're evil. Like I remember reading something. It was like man used to have to kneel down in like a humiliating position to like look at himself in the pond, and like that's mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be. It's almost like humiliating to like gaze at yourself and then suddenly mirrors were invented and I just think it's not because I didn't realize that mirrors were like relatively new I thought they've always mm-hmm. been around but it's like from like the 18th century or something crazy like that yeah that definitely checks out what are what are mirrors made of I need to look uh, this like, up. It's like a sand or something I don't yeah, know yeah it is sand I think yeah it's like some I kind of weird sense to me but yeah yeah um yeah, I always wonder, like, I don't know who, how are, like, where are mirrors being made? I feel like they just come out of, like, thin air, like a spirit or something. I've never, like, driven past a mirror factory. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I have. here out of thin air, yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I really like that you said, I mean, because it, it, you kind of have to, like, be humble about, like, looking at yourself. But, I mean, standing up and looking at yourself is a lot different than, like, kneeling down. Yeah, um, it looks prideful in looking at ourselves. We have to get into the humiliating position down on mm-hmm. our hands and knees and gazing into the pond to look at ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about sort of uh, not necessarily themes of shame, but just themes of uh humility and how that's related to uh reproduction and uh how not scared i am just uh i'm just anticipating uh you know getting pregnant in a few years probably and it being very humbling um yeah because there are a lot of rules (laughs) yeah it's gonna be scary but women seem to love it so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it seems nice. Like, it's good for your skin, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what is, um, so you, like, you met your uh, future daughter. You have, like, a spiritual relationship with your future daughter. Um, is there any, <laughs> is there any, uh, do you ever see yourself having, like, m- maybe, like, like, do you ever think about having a son? Or I don't know. Sometimes I, I feel like... I hope I don't. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> if I do, but I don't know. I would just, I don't know how I would, like, raise a little boy. I just mm-hmm. I just feel like I'd feel very connected to my daughter because, you know, I already do, but... Yeah. Um, because... I mean, yeah, obviously, if I have a son, I'll love him and put up with it, but... 
um well yeah that's interesting i always yeah one i always wonder um because everybody's like kind of different when they like imagine uh their future like family and stuff like that but i don't know it's just this beautiful exciting thing i think that i'm looking forward to but also kind of scared by because kind of because <laughs> there's something about the body i was thinking about the body like all of very these, body like, horror like what's that i was saying yeah one where it's like the two gynecologists or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen it but that movie really really scared me because it was very like feminine body horror and it's yeah just very unnerving i i feel like i mean the the play is is called inside of me so i i was honestly like thinking a lot about like feminine body horror reading this play um a lot and i think um like a mother and daughter uh relationship has like this sense of body horror undertones that um is so different than any kind of um other relationship it's very intense i mean just being a woman is just like body horror it is like it's just there's a lot going on like what's that one we're getting a little off track sorry it's like (laughs) ugly a paragraph about menstruation how like we have to like what does she say she says something like we have to confront like the depths of time when we have our period every month or something because mm-hmm. we have to come to terms with that. We we generate life. We are life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's, <laughs> it's a paragraph. It made me like having my period a little bit. Like I feel like, wow, such a woman. I'm, makes me feel yeah. a little bit animal, but like in a good way. Yeah, it does. It feels like I need to lie, like I need to lie down. Um <laughs> Yeah, like I need to lie down. I can yeah. complain. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a weird like okay, it's this weird uh, combination of like feeling uh, like you're in pain, but also feeling very leisurely at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> um, your body's purging something. Like it's a little yeah. painful and uncomfortable, but it feels very necessary. I was gonna ask about the character Evelyn. Um, what do you th- I'm thinking she is a little neurotic um it seems do you feel like she is like has this intense neuroses or it, does she come from like a place of you know just kind of her turn of events a little bit um I mean she's clearly you know having a baby at 14 probably yeah. anybody up but I mean mm-hmm. yeah she's definitely full of neuroses clearly Mm-hmm. Do you think you know, she... I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. her accusation towards James is um, you have to be pretty yeah. rocker to even come up with that in the first place and then believe it at all. Yeah. I think there is some um, like internalized resentment in being a woman sometimes that manifests in different places in our lives. Um, and I just noticed I think sometimes like there's like healthy ways to place it and uh with women who are violent it just seems like it's so gone awry you know um but yeah women are very rarely kind of violent or what's that there isn't there a statistic that like women like don't like most uh men like people most of the people on death row are men um don't really uh <laughs> violent crimes or sex yeah. crimes. <laughs> um 
but well no i was just thinking about like the pathology of evelyn kind of uh like her relationship and what she like or how like she's ever expressed love towards victoria yeah to me evelyn just she doesn't even resent one event one person it's very much just like she just resents almost just like life itself and the fact Mm -hmm. that like she could have even like it's like okay so she obviously loves victoria because she's Mm -hmm. her daughter but like she completely hates her because of the circumstances so it's very like i don't know she just like resents just like the way life is in general Mm in the way like her life is played out and i think just she hasn't grappled with just life and death i guess Mm mm-hmm which, yeah. I mean, a lot of people haven't, but yeah, she, it's hard for her to cope with just life itself, I guess, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like she, yeah, she feels very stagnant, you yeah. know, and feeling stagnant, uh, like it, it's causing her to feel very resigned to life or like moving forward with anything really everything's just sort of bottled up and there's this like it's like a pressure cooker like this whole play is sort of this like steamy (laughs) pressure cooker oh yeah pretty much yeah of like the unknown and then um eventually there's a large um reveal how has the rehearsal process like surprised you in any way like going in like watching the actors um it mostly I guess I like surprised myself because I was super nervous I've never directed Mm -hmm. anything so Mm -hmm. I was like surprised that I actually like stepped up to the plate and they really like catch on quickly like they understood what I was saying like usually how rehearsals go is we'll do it like three times like do like a whatever scene we're doing that day like three times by the third time they like really get it and I'm like wow Mm -hmm. Wow. yeah That's awesome. And then yeah. do you... And I speak to them in, like, abstract metaphors, and they just get it. Mm. I'm like, okay, you guys are water. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's how I want you to be in this play. And they're like, okay. And then they do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the staging is almost like a delicate dance a little bit. Yeah. It's very, uh, yeah, very, like, well... It, all, it, like, reads very well choreographed, almost. Um definitely getting a lot of like water watery themes I don't know why but it just feels like this this there feels buoyant like there's a buoyancy to the play a little bit um and then how what are the character how has like when you're building this I mean the theater is so practical so I mean how are you liking it so far would you do um are you do you have the theater bug now (laughs) honestly yeah like I'm really enjoying it and I mean I love script writing. Obviously, I think, you know, screenwriting is my first love. But, you know, until somebody shows mercy on me and wants to fund my stuff, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably keep up with writing plays if this one goes well, which I'm optimistic. So, When you have ideas, do you, because when I get ideas, I'll like write them down. I'll look at what I wrote and I'm like, oh, shit, this is really expensive idea that I have. Um. Uh, do you ever like go through that <laughs> and so that's, you know, yeah when I was writing this play I definitely had money in mind for sure mm-hmm. yeah it's just sometimes I'm like oh god I want to do this and this and then I'm thinking 
oh geez like this is gonna be something like I always I love anytime there's um yeah like blood even or, or um I love it when like there's eating and drinking and like water on stage in any capacity um and all these things I'm like oh god it's kind of like you have to do this delicate uh game of like checks and balances and kind of where you want to like be practical and where you just want to like kind of get creative with it a little bit it actually the money thing actually made the writing process a bit easier because when I was mm-hmm. writing my screenplays like I just wanted to write something like without any constraints in mind like I knew mm-hmm. whatever I was writing was going to cost a lot of money whatever but with this I was like I actually wanted to see the light of day so mm-hmm. it was actually somewhat easier because I did have limitations when mm-hmm. writing screenplays there is no limitations you can literally write anything in the world and mm-hmm makes it kind of difficult so yeah the writing process for this is actually much easier yeah do you um does does your process usually start with a character or relationship or I know some people start with like dialogue um my process is I open a google doc and (laughs) have random ideas and words Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'll write like basically like all the abstract metaphors that I tell them like I will like write those down I'm like Mm -hmm. okay we have water um Mm -hmm. think you're the sacrificial lamb in the bible um Mm -hmm. I'll write white room Mm -hmm. Uh like three Mm -hmm. people yeah it'll just it's like yeah I start brainstorming by just writing down anything that comes to my head and then eventually something sticks and starts to congeal Mm -hmm. definitely I I just like how this play has a very nice uh smooth a rise and fall um it does feel very like buoyant in that way where the the staging is it feels like flowy and dancey um what is your do you ever because I'm a super about like beats and stuff um and I don't come from like a script writing background um do you feel like you use a lot of like your education through like Screw, uh, screen script writing um, in the writing of this play? Um, I definitely do. I was not formally educated in script writing though. I just mm-hmm. on my own. But um, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I'm not like an expert by any means. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I definitely, like I wrote honestly this play like a screenplay. I mean, it might have mm-hmm. had some like technical errors, but I mean, it, it worked, you know. Mm-hmm. It yeah. works doing. Yeah. I don't really know how else to do it. I think they are very similar. I don't even know mm-hmm. what really the differences are, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I have no idea either. Um, yeah, I just... Very similar. Yeah. <laughs> when you started rehearsing, did anything, like, su- surprise you at all? Where, like, about the, um, about maybe the story, or I know sometimes, um, like, the, the writing, did your writing change at all? Um, um, or not really though I do give them leeway to like change the dialogue a little bit at their own will just as long as they get the point across mm-hmm. um I think I was mostly just surprised in the auditions to see how people um interpreted my work before I gave them directions because I had a very specific vision in mind that I was gonna be mm-hmm. pretty stubborn about but I did think it was super interesting to see how people like interpreted my work I was like oh wow I've never mm-hmm. I wasn't imagining it to be acted like that at all but mm-hmm. didn't think it, so. yeah yeah I yeah f- funny how that works out um how when you have like a vi- 
vision that's very are you a very like rigid person and like your creative life because when I have like a vision I don't want anyone to touch it I'm very uncompromising (laughs) um are you somebody who like really wants to stick to the like vision that like you see in your mind's eye um or do you find like there's more room for flexibility um when you collaborate um, well, obviously, as I'm writing it, my vision mm-hmm. is not set in stone. It's very mm-hmm. flexible. But once I decide something is finished, yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. It wouldn't really go over well if one of the actors tried to, like, tell me to, like, do it in a mm-hmm. different way. I'd be like, no, it has to be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty strict about my vision. Yeah. I feel like it's done a certain way. Because, like, this play is, like, super dialogue heavy, which could mm-hmm. come across as awkward. Mm-hmm or stilted or just boring. So it does need to be done in a certain way for it to work at all, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how long do like the rehearsals, usually, or do you, when you rehearse, do you, cause sometimes I'll, I'll rehearse a play and there'll be like these great conversations about sort of like the themes and the characters um, or is your rehearsal process a little um like more like leisurely and like relaxed honestly pretty relaxed Mm because I don't I noticed that like they do really really good the second and third time and I feel like that fourth time they start to get tired Mm -hmm. so usually like they I'm very impressed with all of them they really understand what I'm going for and you know they catch on quickly so Mm -hmm. usually yeah I mean it's pretty relaxed like they can ask me any questions that they have about the script but they all seem to like get it like I don't know yeah. like I really appreciate how they all seem to really like it and they really get it and yeah the rehearsals are yeah they go pretty smoothly and they're pretty relaxed mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome um were there times where like you're kind of like struggling to learn like this new directing language um like directing plays or did it kind of come like very naturally like you said with the actors um I think it it did come relatively naturally. Luckily, there's only three of them. I don't know how it would go over if there was a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Or if I was trying to direct somebody else's writing, who knows how that would go. Mm-hmm. But I think I just knew exactly what I wanted and I just flat out told them, basically. And then mm-hmm. they just Perfect. did it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, what are the... What if, like, the costume... Because I love picking out costumes or I love, like telling people like what they're gonna wear um was like the like that kind of like practical um part like really fun or do you ever have like sorry to disappoint about the costumes but they're just wearing plain white clothes okay (laughs) I didn't want the clothes to draw attention to themselves because it's Mm -hmm. not yeah it's really not important like it even though it's technically in present day it's not like supposed to be a period piece obviously so Mm -hmm. any um reason for like uh, white as opposed to another color or just I guess just blank or I just, just wanted not... like blank yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and also because you know the blood yes that's so I true. want to really see it so mm-hmm. and white reflects light too so yeah it's gonna be like very uh shiny kind of yeah it gives it gives me very like angelic vibes a little bit Oh yeah, like they're they're all very you know they're all very fallen, but they you know they're they're pure. They're mm-hmm. <laughs> oh so, yeah, they can they can wear white. Oh uh, yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> um, yeah, I um, 
I I rarely read a play where like there's murder in involved, um, but do you? I feel like this would appeal to. Are you the kind of person that really likes to watch murder like mysteries like crap on TV? Um, not really. But my mom grew up. Okay, so when I was growing up, my mom <laughs> watched all those like Dateline true crime shows. And they would, like, give me nightmares and, like, a lot of neuroses as a kid. So mm-hmm. I think that probably, like, affected my writing for sure. Yeah. My... I got traumatized by all these um, talk of murder on the TV. Yeah. I... My grandma, she was super into, like, the most bloodiest, goriest uh, crime shows on yeah, TV. Yeah, my mom's <laughs> Yeah. I mean... I went through like I did go through a phase of like true crime podcasts, but that didn't last long because I feel like they're all the same. Um, yeah, and oftentimes the, there's like certain dynamics that are just like more popular with people than others, um, which is very strange. No, yeah, the true crime stuff that my mom would watch made me like paranoid for like years when I was little. That somebody mm-hmm. was gonna break into our house and like try to kill us or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think people like are born insane? Um, some are. Mm-hmm. I think most people no. Mm-hmm. I think like the rare cases, like you know Jeffrey Dahmer. Like oh my For god, sure. my aunt, my aunt works with Jeffrey Dahmer's parents. Wait, really? Yeah, she was like they were so normal, like painfully. Yeah. Normal. Like he, you know, he's an outlier. He was born for insane. sure. But for the most part, no. I don't think people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually something happens, <laughs> I think. Yeah, something happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as you get older, you just kind of have these moments of, like, looking back at, like, your memories and trying to, like, parse through, like, wait, did anything happen? <laughs> you know? What made you are, yeah, made you the yeah. way you are. Yeah. And, I mean, that's something that's brought up in the play, too, like, discussing like how uh victoria was raised and like the attitude towards her like rearing um that kind of you know formed uh her personality isn't there like a specific age where like your personality is like forming or a certain like impressionable age i think just any time before you like hit puberty probably like when you're super like elastic Mm-hmm. Like, nothing bad can happen during those periods or else it's gonna yeah. like up, I guess. yeah I yeah P- uh, puberty was horrible for me it was just the whole the yeah body horror all, <laughs> all around so so bad um and then I feel like yeah your 20s or like early 20s are like another period of uh puberty <laughs> a little bit oh yeah I'm definitely going through second puberty right now mm-hmm. yeah would you say Victoria like is in the middle of her second puberty she could be I mean she acts mm-hmm. like a bitch a lot so that yeah she is kind of yeah she is a brat a lot yeah, she really is do you th- yeah who do you feel like is more uh I mean they're all extremely flawed obviously who do you feel like um the reader or like the audience member latches on to more like character wise um well I feel like people will want to identify with Victoria because she's mm-hmm. in the middle James is a little bit more pathetic I guess so that's what I describe him 
-hmm. and Evelyn's more unhinged. So I feel like people will, Victoria's motives make the most sense while also like retaining a sense of like, I don't know, sanity, like Mm -hmm. James is, um, he's a little pathetic. Yeah. He's a little whiny, a little weird. Yeah. I, there's a part in the play where Victoria describes uh, kind of our pre uh, this preconceived notion that death is very uh, graceful or that you look very peacefully asleep but she talks about like how it's just inconvenient and like you shit yourself uh, when you die (laughs) and like it's disgusting Um, do you think like we have sort yeah Sorry, I think I was just thinking when I said, like, they're too neurotic to kill yourself. I can't remember who said that, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, Woody Allen or something that was, like, I can never kill myself. I don't want to make a mess or something. Oh, my God. I never thought about that. Because I was like, that is so true. Me, too. Like, I'd be so embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, no, that, it makes sense. I don't know why there's this uh, stereotype that death is so, like, graceful. And there's, I think... I maybe it's like some social conditioning that makes us think that way or like we as humans are incredibly vain and we think that our own death will be like so tragically beautiful I guess probably just like the movies and like embalming like when they embalm you they like close your mouth and eyes shut so you don't look so ghastly yeah I think it's the movies like violence is like glamorous it's not gonna be yeah like... so yeah yeah and i Most think i've never like even seen a dead body like i was actually asking like them today like have you guys ever seen a dead body because i haven't i've seen one and i wish to never see another one again <laughs> was that a funeral or was it like on the side of the road it was a, a funeral and well also here's another question I feel like living in a city, I've probably walked past at least like a dozen dead bodies in the last like, the five dead, years. I wasn't sure if they were dead. So if yeah, they were, then I have seen a dead body, but that was my yeah, first definitely. one. Yeah, Uninte- like in New York City, I've seen one dead body. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Maybe one. I don't know if yeah. that person's dead. Yeah, exactly. I've had a couple more. Like yeah, I think they were overdosing. Protests like that. So sad. Well, you know, I saw this, I saw a dead body at a funeral and it was just so sad because like the embalming thing is so strange and unnatural and like there was makeup on the person, which they they usually do because like death is so like bloaty and like discoloring. Um, And yeah, most, I mean from all the funerals that I've heard people going to or the one that I've been, that that one dead body I saw, there's like makeup. They always put makeup on the person. Um, and I think it's really creepy. No, I think it's weird too. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand the whole open casket thing, but yeah, with some people, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think about like the aesthetic of my death, you know, I think, that's maybe the one redeeming (laughs) quality you know no yeah like I just want like literally like two seconds after I die I want to be tossed in the dirt and like buried just like in the dirt Mm -hmm. that's the only natural way to do it 
Yeah. It, you know, it should be people different. just like mirrors. They're demonic. Yeah. I um, don't them. <laughs> Um, do you have any, do you have any mirrors? I actually have a lot of mirrors in my apartment. Do you just have one or? Um, I have like, wait, hang on. My three. <laughs> well, here's an interesting question. Do you think phones, uh, like the front facing camera on your phone is like less demonic than a mirror? Cause I think the front front facing camera is just funny to me and the mirror is actually scary. Yeah, so about the why I think kids shouldn't have iPads mm -hmm. besides um, the fact that they're giving them, like, ADHD or whatever is, mm -hmm. like, I, <laughs> I heard somebody mention, I thought it was really interesting, it, like, fucks with the mirror stage of development because they, like, keep oh. seeing themselves, like, over and over and over. And, like, mm -hmm. in order to, like, shut it off, they can, like, turn on the iPad, you know? That so, like, it, it checks out. Checks you in like a deep like psychoanalytic way yeah beyond just you know giving kids adhd and making them mm. watch like elsa videos or whatever yeah do you think uh we as a society have a different conception about our own mortality or like maybe a per like a very vain conception about our own mortality with the ipads <laughs> i think our just our sense of mortality is like I don't know. It's like this is like the first time in history where most people have not seen a dead body. Death used to be very out in the open. Very, yeah, trite. <laughs> like people used to die all the time. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, like, you know, public executions, like mm -hmm. all this stuff. So I think that adds like a layer of neurosis to death for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we, we've always been afraid of death, but I feel like more than ever we are mm -hmm. because we aren't faced with it. And it's very like, it's still seen as like a taboo like it's very hush hush like mm -hmm. keep away keep death locked away in the hospitals mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's it's an extremely taboo subject and like i feel like That's now it is because like it's gonna happen to everyone i don't understand why we can't just like you know yeah normal about it it's but. like the only well yeah it's uh in the play like the only thing guaranteed to everybody yeah yeah um, I like this one line Victoria says when she's, she says, my entire life I've tried to figure out if you're a strong person pretending to be weak or a weak person pretending to be strong. Um, do you ever think about that, like, with your parents, if they're, like, actually, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So when you're a kid, you think they're, like, all-knowing, and then you grow up to realize that, oh, wait. Yeah. They aren't at all. Yeah. Weak person, yeah. I um, I can't wait to completely make my uh, make my daughter think that I'm the perfect person in the world. <laughs> yeah, until she, like, you know, starts uh, being sentient, I'm going to, she's going to think I'm the best person ever. I know. It's kind of like the only, like being a parent is like one of the only times in your life where you uh, have this, at least one person thinks that you're like this God. Cause that's how, like when I was a kid, I thought my parent or I, the vision of my parents as a child was like, they're all being uh, like gods basically. Yeah. Let's yeah. say like keep you alive. Like you're completely, yeah. yeah. 
I was like, I think that's why, that's why teenagers hate their parents so much. They're very disappointed when their illusion starts to shatter with their parents. Yeah. yeah. Cause then, and then when you become a teenager, like you stop really getting everything you want and ask for, and you have to kind of assume responsibilities and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's a hard, that's a hard, the, those are hard things to accept. Um, was kind of like mortality like the main thing you were thinking about when writing this play? Um, I don't know if it was the main thing. I guess it's like always in the back of my mind. I don't know. I kind of think about that I'm going to die like every day. I don't know if that's normal. I mean, I think a lot of people do. I don't know uh, how much yeah. people think about the fact that they're going to die, but I definitely think about it every day. I actually think about it every day as well. Um, to me, I'm just like, oh, I'm excited to, not excited to die, but I'm just like, oh, because my, somebody in my family used to say this, like, when I die, like, I finally know, like, the secret, you know, like, it's like. Now, see, you get it. When I say that, people think I'm, like, being morbid or, like, mm. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. Mm. I think I've fully accepted it. Like, I, I'm not really yeah. concerned, but really, the only thing I'm concerned about is, like, dying young because I'm worried about my yeah. mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like That's beyond same. that, like if I once I hit like eighty, I'm like okay, I'm like it's fine, I can die. Um, yeah, no, I'm the exact same way. It's funny, my husband actually like hates talking about death and like doesn't. Oh God, my boyfriend hates talking about death. That's so weird. Yeah, I, like I don't know. Talk about it. He's like really like he's very afraid of it. Yeah, and I'm my awesome. <laughs> my husband will be like, I have to stop talking about this. Like, I'm I'm about to start to cry, and I'm like, why? It's completely normal. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's funny. I definitely get that because I'm the one that's like, wow, that's so cool. I'm gonna die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's whatever. And uh, this is nothing to be afraid of because um, you'll be dead, and it won't. It really won't matter. I mean, yeah, as long as you die in old age, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you the kind of person that like has no problem watching like birth videos, like super squeamish? Um, actually, okay. So I'm usually not squeamish, but I really don't like those because I don't know. I I just know that I'm gonna have to go through that one day, and it's like yeah. very. And I just know how horribly painful it is. No, that definitely yeah. freaks me out. I don't enjoy even like birth scenes in movies. I don't like. Yeah. I um actually like watching like <laughs> this is like so disgusting but yeah like the front facing birthing videos I, I but I think it's for the same reason that it's just like so painful and scary and like you don't well, you're look. also because you said you're 30 right you're just preparing yeah. that's yeah that's for you than it is for me so. yeah and like it makes me cry each time because I'm like it's so beautiful yeah and yeah it's just disgusting and it's like oh no it is crazy I know the craziest thing that'll probably ever happen to us yeah well also what's funny so she says in the play like you poop when you die but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure you also poop when you give birth you do yeah yeah because it's like the same mechanism yeah nobody yeah. talks nobody talks about that either yeah birth is like extremely grotesque yeah, like nobody, like so many women I've talked to, I've been like, nobody tells you about that and no one talks about it. Oh, yeah. Very, very taboo. Yeah, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be like, yeah. the doctor has to leave. 
yeah my boyfriend or my boyfriend sorry I just got married a year ago so like um my husband uh was like I'm not like watching like when we have a child and I'm like in the hospital I'm like I'm not watching it uh and I'm like why not so I want you to see the show probably like pass out or something yeah most likely um I know that some women actually um like opt in to grab the child uh from themselves and like pull it out sometimes yeah. doctors let you yeah. do that i'm gonna be uh i think i just rather somebody weird else. yeah I'm definitely not like a diy person so especially mm-hmm. when it comes to childbirth i'm definitely not gonna be like trying to do it at home or mm-hmm. trying to, not doing anything myself yeah are so are you nervous to like see this play materialize i'm um, really nervous really you get yes. a, <laughs> you're like, like letting it yeah are you a perfectionist at all yeah i, I would definitely say so mm-hmm. but Does i mean that's... i'm confident in the play they're doing good so yeah. yeah it's there it's like this the prospect of like having butts and seats and like everybody and on top of that there's mirrors <laughs> intimate like if if the audience was like separated i'd be less nervous or if i could like you know hang out in the back but like everybody is like facing each other mm-hmm. that's also why i'm really nervous because it's such like an intimate space yeah yeah i feel like in new york there's like no choice but to be intimate sometimes because every space is small so you're just like true have to be elbowed how long have you yeah how long have both of you guys been in new york i've been in new york for almost like exactly a year i think i was actually the other day looking back at my camera roll i was i got here august 4th of last year yeah august 4th how's it going so far (laughs) i like it you know i've had many jobs (laughs) yeah but yeah i feel like i'm actually getting settled in finally Mm -hmm. after yeah it's a good feeling like it's I noticed when I first moved here, it's hard to feel like you live here. Mm-hmm. It's like visiting for like a really long time just because mm-hmm. it's so big and like you can feel like a lonely place too. Even though like yeah. I live with my boyfriend, it's still like the city itself is, you know. Yeah, because there's so many people coming and going. Yeah. yeah. But at least you have a boyfriend though. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to live with roommates. That's also <laughs> The perk of uh you know having a boyfriend not just because you know it's fun to have a boyfriend but because you can live with him and not roommates <laughs> yes i don't know what i would do if i like lived alone or i like lived with roommates because that can be like sometimes isolating um oh. i'd probably drive myself insane do you talk like i talk to myself um, yeah <laughs> i do definitely for sure yeah i mean nobody's talking back it's just more of a I'm like, I'm just rehearsing. I'm just, I'm doing monologues. Or yeah, if I'm like trying to like, I don't know, solve some kind of like issue, I'll just have to like talk it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, inside of me, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Because, yeah, it was just like a lot of tension, um, a lot of revealing <laughs> things. Are you shocked at the reveal? I actually was really shocked. I wasn't anticipating it. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't. I was worried uh, people were going to see it coming, like roll their eyes or something. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I did not see it coming at all. And I really liked 
Wait, okay. I don't want to give it away, but would yeah. you be with your husband if you found out that information? Oh my God. That is such a good question. <laughs> I said that, yes, I would still be with my boyfriend. Yeah, I think I would. Well, it's just so complicated because <laughs> like if I didn't have, if I didn't know my, my dad, maybe. Yeah, if you didn't know your dad, then it wouldn't really be that weird. But yeah, does know. But I guess I would. Yeah, I would stay with him if I didn't know my dad, and if I didn't know my dad, would that ruin it for you? Uh it would just have to. I don't. I have no idea. I think it would just change the dynamics so much that it would probably like probably after a while. My libido would like change. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I just that some weird. kind of dynamic would have to change. <laughs> you but, have to like hypnotize him to like completely forget. Yeah, I would have to hip- yeah hypnotize myself. Um, but what's funny is my dad is actually adopted. Oh, yeah, wow. and we don't we don't know where his family uh, is, and I don't think we want to know, which is fine. Um, yeah, I never understood the impulse of like adopt kids to go find their parents. It's like they got ready for a research. Yeah. I mean, knowing a lot of <laughs> Well, knowing a lot of people who are adopted, it just it's already very psychologically like there's an element of like psycholo- being psychologically stunted a little bit or it's a very traumatic um Yeah, experiences that. <laughs> yep, it's extremely traumatic and I don't know if I was adopted I wouldn't want to like regress in any way or feel you know I, I know I respect people who like want to like seek yeah. out their parents but I don't know for me I would just be, I just want to keep moving forward <laughs> um or like just make up my own story yeah um yeah and I, I was thinking about these characters and like how there's a huge element of being out of control like there's so many things that we can't control and like we can't control life or death and i think that's like it weighs a very heavy um on all of these characters and then when there's like very revealing elements of that it makes it like 10 times more traumatic (laughs) especially just because like who you love and like the act of loving somebody kind of just makes you feel out of control too obviously Mm -hmm. When they find out that piece of information, it really makes James and Victoria feel out of control. I'm trying to word it in a way that I'm not revealing anything. Yeah. It's like a spiraling. When it it brings to the surface kind of like the underlying psychology of like why you chose the person that you're romantically involved with, sometimes it makes you feel a little Mm. weird. So I don't know about you, but there are definitely similarities uh, with the people I've dated. (laughs) My dad. Yeah, I don't know, like, I'm not the kind of person who, like, really has, I don't know, maybe I do have a type. Hmm. Okay, I've noticed most women have a type, and most men don't really. I, yeah, that's true. Yes, that's, having a type is exclusively a girl thing. Female type, yeah. Yep, I think I gravitate most toward, like, I always have, like, gravitated mostly towards uh, very doting, almost kind of feminine men when I was younger. But um, as I get older now, I'm like 
I will cut. Uh, yeah, my husband is like super like shy and like reserved, but also like re- will like fight somebody for my honor or will probably like beat somebody up. And yeah, I think that's like my type. It's like anybody who's like very like gentle, but then they surprise you because they could be like they, they could really like beat somebody up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of like a like mis- mysterious man a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so okay, cool. So the the show goes up in two weeks, you said? Yes. Okay, excellent. And um what are specifically like what's the um date that it premieres? August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. I'm sorry, I'm writing this down. Um <laughs> and um Proud favorite, um, guys, sells out. Maybe we'll have a third day. <laughs> yeah, um, I was really random question. Are you the kind of person who likes talkbacks? It randomly just came back to my mind. Wait, what did you say? Do you, are you the kind of person that like likes talkbacks or like live interviews or like panel interviews? I've never even gone to one, honestly. Me neither. But I just I think <laughs> about it all the time. Well, sometimes there are talkbacks in theater, and I don't like. I don't like them. For well, I feel like if I was like the person doing it, I know I would not like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I see like talkbacks like in theater, the actors just look really tired. Like they just want to disappear. Yeah, like I feel like nobody actually wants to do it. Yeah. Um, when do you ever feel like? I mean, you mentioned you're kind of nervous. Are you that kind of? Are you the kind of person that gets like really shy after a project goes up? Um. I'm not sure if shy is the right word, yeah. but I'm definitely, I guess I like play up being humble. There's something like embarrassing yeah. about thinking that your work is so great, even if deep down you do think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I also like, like I was nervous to come on here because like, I don't know, I feel like an asshole sometimes talking about my stuff, even though like, I don't know, I'm not mm-hmm. like a condescending person. I don't know. There's something just like slightly embarrassing about talking about yeah. your work, I guess, because it feels very vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, that's virtuous, though, to be, have some element of like, oh, I'm talking about myself. But um, I think, yeah, it's very natural for people to be like, ooh, like I'm being vulnerable right now. Uh, Like I never, I've like made so many mistakes of like being vulnerable at the wrong times. And then I always think about like embarrassing moments. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's why I'm like always trying to I think it's natural for us as people to like micromanage our persona and like overthink and stuff and I definitely will like listen back to these podcasts and think like oh my gosh why am I talking like this I already know I'm not gonna listen to this that's totally fine I (laughs) I don't want to hear the sound of my own voice no I mean I barely listen only if I have I if I have to for like editing purposes or I have to grab something for someone I do um but it's not my favorite part <laughs> like listening to yourself I feel like if it is you're like kind of psychotic like I don't know like I feel like yes. if I was a movie star like you should never watch your own movies it's kind of weird yeah I really respect actors that don't watch their own movies you shouldn't like to look at yourself that much. Mm-hmm. I just the pros like the image of an actor like clapping at their own movie is so weird to me. Really humiliating. <laughs> yeah, I'm like oh gosh, but and yet we like to look in mirrors. 
That's true. Once mm-hmm. again, we're bringing that's why they're evil. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I remember one time I got the bright idea. I'm not even Catholic, but I was like, oh, for Lent, I'm going to give up mirrors. Of course, mm-hmm. I didn't. Oh, I have to like make sure I look presentable, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a mm-hmm. nice idea. Yeah, not look into a mirror for months. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a break, I think. Oh yeah. At some point. Um, well, excellent. So, where can we uh, find you? You mean like social media? I mean, wherever you think people you would like for people to find you, or if you don't want people to find you, that's fine. Um, <laughs> it really is my twitter it's um at wait what even is my twitter sorry <laughs> i don't even know what my, <laughs> my twitter is yeah it's just at digital underscore orb zero 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 that's my only social media that i use zero 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 okay perfect are you you like to stick to like one app or not doing I the multiple don't like instagram i'm just mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know, instagram's not really my thing it's yeah. not your medium yeah um i'm a word cell so i use twitter so that well that's funny i always get like vul- i get that like vulnerability feeling about twitter um as like a post at instagram because i just feel because i'm i'm less of like a word oriented person i think and I just get nervous about like tweeting my own thoughts because I get that vulnerability feeling. I get like that. Like I tweet and tweet once. <laughs> I'm like, this is so humiliating. Uh, <laughs> see, I will do that if it like, I'll do that very vain thing where if it doesn't get any likes, I'll be like, yeah, this didn't hit. <laughs> it's not even vain. It's, you know, it's humble. You're like, oh, yeah, proud yeah. to respond. It must not be good. Yeah. Let me never, yeah, <laughs> think that thought again. <laughs> yeah. Well, excellent. Well, um Tade thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for having me yeah and everyone see inside of me where's the um the venue is uh... I don't know oh, New York ARC New York for tickets um let me see if the tickets are at Eventbrite if you look up inside mm-hmm. me, I'll tell you let's see if I can get the URL real they can just go to my Twitter I have it posted everywhere I'm being Perfect. very being very shameless promo so yes got you have to do it I love your um promos like right oh, now like that really? was uh, Kara's girlfriend made those so pretty I love it um that's at twin blush studio on Instagram if you mm-hmm. want to see her other work yes Looks like eventbrite.com slash inside but also just go to Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over my Twitter. You can't mess up. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, thanks so much, guys. Um, and yeah, go see uh It's Side of Me, August twenty-fifth and twenty-sixth, and we'll uh post and all of that. Um any last uh any final sign offs or any final thoughts? Um, I don't think so. Just come see my play. Yes. <laughs> don't well, know me. Meet me. Yeah. <laughs> um, come say hi. Um, excellent. Well, um, with that said, end scene. Bye.